Voice of the Valley here in the Corn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host, Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're having a good day today. How can you not? It is so beautiful outside. Holy cow. Hopefully it stays that way. I think we're... I think... Because officially we're in fall. That happened Saturday. The autumnal equinox. But I think we might have gotten over the hump. And now we're going to start seeing that pleasant weather that lasts for about, what, six, eight weeks. And then it gets cold. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we didn't have the air on at all yesterday at my house. It was It was beautiful. Beautiful. My guest today is supposed to be Sarah Sales. Uh, I assume she will make it. Sarah's pretty good about that sort of thing. Um, And we did start early. So I know it's weird. It's weird. I'm the only show. This is the only show that does not have a set start time. Other than like a post game show. Because you never know when the game's going to end. So I never know if I'm going to go long, if I'm going to go short. You know, it is what it is. That's all right. This weekend was Salsa Fest. It was a good time. Good time was had by all. Boy, Friday night really, really, really felt packed. I mean, it, it felt full. Now, my volunteerism, I, I did double duty at Salsa Fest this weekend. One, I covered it, you know, because I do the news here on KATO. So I took some photos and I interviewed some people, etc. But I also volunteered as a member of the Chamber of Commerce's Tourism Committee. And I said, I, I really want to do one specific thing. And that is, I want to gather data. Because in 17 years of salsa fest there really hasn't been any data on who's coming and where they're coming from i did talk to a past chamber president laura tolman who said they did try it once gathering that data but it proved pretty unwieldy they tried uh when they were selling the chips and then asking people. But at that point, people want to move. They want to buy the chips. They want to go get their salsa. Yep. So it's it's not the easiest thing to do. So me being separate, I was able to set up next to where people were buying the chips. After they had purchased it, on their way in to gather the salsa, I could get them on their way. And there's always a line, so it's not like I was slowing anybody up. And I gathered the data. Now, it's not scientific. Sure. At all, because it's a, it's a very small sampling. It didn't take into account people who were only there for the music, people who were only there for the beer garden, because there were there were people mm-hmm. for both. Mm-hmm. Um, the car show. The car show. Yes, the car show was a completely separate animal. Um, even though it's part of Salsa Fest, there are people I don't think that ever left there. 
right. unless they came right. for like a beer or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm not saying these are the numbers, but out of the sampling, here's what I've got. And I always asked how many people were they with? And they would always point to the like person next to them. And I go, no, 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 everybody here. And they go, oh, you mean everybody? Well, then I'm here with six, seven, eight, ten, whatever. And if they weren't from our area, I ask them, because I went by zip code. I just mm-hmm. asked what people's zip code are. That's generic enough that I didn't think anybody would have a problem with. Only one person didn't want to give me their zip code in two days, which I was shocked yeah, at. That's great. Yeah. I expected way more <laughs> pushback. And, and even that person eventually gave me their zip code. <laughs> uh, when I explained, we just want to know where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want your social security number. Right. I just want your zip code. Um, so if it was a zip code that wasn't from this area, I asked them why they were there. Mm-hmm. And all of the people from out of the area, with the exception of one, was either one of three things. One, I'm here visiting friends and family. I didn't know this was going on. My friends or family said, hey, let's go down. And that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm visiting friends or family. And I knew this was going on. So we planned our trip so we could come to this. Nice. Or three, I grew up here. Gotcha. And so I decided to come back for this. That's a great reason to go. It is. uh, Every one of them except for one one person came for the hot springs Hmm. and said since i'm staying overnight i'll go see what's happening downtown and stumbled upon oh that's nice yeah you know Mm -hmm. salsa fest Mm -hmm. so um that was interesting the well i got the data i expected though which is almost everybody is from the area Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's very very few people that came from out of the area. Yeah. And again, as I say, they all, the reasons were the same, which tells me we have a marketing job to do. Sure. Because honestly, we should be drawing from all over the region. Yep. I think. Yeah. That voice you hear, Dr. Sarah Sales <laughs> with with GWP, uh, you were there. I was there. I actually helped with the car show Saturday. Yep. And then went home and was sick all weekend. Not <laughs> anything I ate, I just had a cold. So... <laughs> I, I I understand. I saw you briefly Friday, I think. Uh, Saturday, Saturday morning. Saturday? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Saturday morning. I know we touched base. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was very much in passing. Very much. Yes. Um, I don't think I it was had like a, a there's Dave. There goes Dave. Yeah. I don't think I had a substantial conversation with anybody all weekend because <laughs> it. it just was. Right. You know, it was it was very busy. Was it as packed? I didn't get down to the car show. So uh, my understanding is the car show was a little smaller than last year. Okay. Um, but um, we had a little conversation about the reasons, and I think we'll do a better job of getting the word out for next year. This was a, a Salsa Fest year that changed uh, a number of things. One, the Lions weren't in charge of the salsa competition, right. which they have been mm-hmm. the, a minimum of a decade. I mm-hmm. think 16 mm-hmm. of the years. Yes, I think it's 16. Um, of the 17 years. And um, so that changed. The chamber mm-hmm. took it over because Michelle Wilson finally retired from it. Mm-hmm. And God bless mm-hmm. her, that woman. <laughs> she does so much. Yeah. I don't blame her for finally saying, you yeah. know, after 16 years, I need a break. Yep. Um, and the most of the vendors were moved to the courthouse lawn. 
Right, right. Um, so it basically kept Salsa Fest there at the corner of 8th and Main Street mm-hmm. with the car show down on Main Street at Central. Right. So it it wasn't like you would go down the vendor row mm-hmm. and eventually make your way to the car mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. There was a big gap. There was a big gap. And I wondered if that would play a factor on attendance at the car show. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I don't really know. And I think um, I think that um, the Lions kind of felt like they didn't need to do quite as much advertising this year because last year's was so big and they didn't want to be super overwhelmed. They wanted it to kind of grow naturally, but they felt like maybe they needed a second year of doing a little bit more of that outreach before it could get that like word of mouth thing going. So yeah. I think the idea was that there would be more cars going toward the Salsa Fest. So a learning curve. Sure. There were changes this year, and you learned from all of them. Absolutely. I, I will say my interactions, both behind the wheel and walking, between mm-hmm. the main Salsa Fest area and the area on the uh, courthouse lawn, not a fan. Mm. Uh, crossing, when I, when I walked it, I didn't have anybody there blocking traffic. Mm-hmm. And I was quite frankly worried for people. Yeah. I mean, I'm paying attention, but I don't know how many right. were. I saw right. people just on their phone as oh, they're sure. walking. When I drove, because I did want to drive through just to see how people mm-hmm. react. Mm-hmm. Um, there were people doing crosswalk oh, uh, helping, okay. but it didn't. There were mm-hmm. there were drivers that just wanted to ignore it. Mm-hmm. One one guy I thought was going to hit poor Christine from the chamber oh. who was doing the flag oh my goodness because she had her back to yeah. him and he yeah. just I guess thought he could continue going thank goodness he stopped yeah um it it by the end of the evening the Safford police had closed it ah good. They, they threw a couple of squads up to mm-hmm, just block mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and that really made a difference yeah but I yeah. don't know if we can afford to have our police yeah not uh, out taking care of the city you know what i mean it's it's one of those weird ones yeah i mean the folks that the the officers who were at salsa fest were there um by design they planned Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. staffing oh sure sure right uh a couple of officers were pulling over time and good for them yeah (laughs) nothing wrong with that (laughs) um so that's why they volunteered for it um so the officers on site they that wasn't impacting outside coverage right of course but if you're putting two squads Mm -hmm. you are impacting Mm -hmm. your your patrols of the city and i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or not yeah i don't know i mean that's that's a chief of police thing and yeah future future salsa fest problem (laughs) yeah so but but i i thought it was packed yeah it felt busy yeah it did it did when i was there i hope next weekend is the same now, Our plant sale starts there next weekend. <laughs> so who did we you... don't need cops to come for our plant sale. Hopefully, <laughs> we don't have that hopefully you do. It's so busy that there needs to be traffic control. Um, who did you bring with? I brought Hyla Klein, who is apprenticing to be the new nursery manager at the Gila Native Plants Nursery. Um, your listeners know Steve Plath. He is training Hyla, and she is on her way to taking over completely um, his position. And so she's here to talk all about the plant sale that starts next weekend. It is good to see you again. Good to see you, too. And tell us, now, this is the fall plant sale. Yes. So, um, well, before we go into that, we do have to discuss, 
GWP, and it's related to native plants, mm-hmm. just received a pretty significant grant from the Forever Our Rivers? Yes, yes. Did I, did I get it right? You did get oh. it right, yes. <laughs> um, it's a group that's focused on the Colorado mm-hmm. and its tributaries. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, it's like, let's protect these and let's, let's try and get as much non-native out of there as possible. Yes. So this lends itself to the native plants that we're going to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, a good size grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. And Thank it's you. two this this past week that got announced. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep. We got uh, the smaller grant from ACF, at Arizona Community Foundation, for our youth program next summer. And then this grant, which helps us maintain work already done um, through the Walton funding that came years and years ago. So they continue to give us uh, funding toward that every year. They'll do that for a certain amount of time just to make sure that we don't just put plants in the ground and walk away. We can have the ability to go out and keep them alive for a while so they can really get established. So uh, great news. Uh, I I said this after, after the event, and I will say it to your face now. <laughs> your your acceptance speech of the grant because everybody was allowed to say something if they wanted to some people said you know i thank you we appreciate it some people gave a little longer speech paulette leblanc mm-hmm. um talked about you know how impressive it is to value art when mm-hmm. you've got all these other great things happening yeah. yeah you know safe house getting a new facility in duncan yeah that's a big deal it is right um so nobody's dismissing that mm-hmm. but but to acknowledge that art is important too yeah. you know yeah you got to say, you know, got to spread some love. That's great. Absolutely. But it was, I think, your speech that I think moved people the most. It was, it was a, it was a wonderful speech. Thank you. And I, I wish I had recorded it. <laughs> I can send it to you. <laughs> um, because people need to hear it. Yeah. And and it's about. It wasn't about. GWP, it wasn't about, you know, your mission, which is so vital to this area. Um, It was about the process of giving. Yeah. And and how important that Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I know Colleen Iolucci came up to you and asked for a copy. I'm going to assume ACF is going to highlight that somehow. I think so, yes. (laughs) Um, But I I wish everyone had been there to hear it because it was such a... I, it was to the point where I put everything down and I stopped oh. and I listened. And Thanks, I don't Dave. do that very often because I'm a jaded reporter now. <laughs> and and you've heard all the stuff all yeah. the time. And when somebody says something that makes you look up, it's it should be noted that, that it was very, very moving. It Thanks. was moving. Thanks. So native plants. How are things looking for this sale? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Where we've got lots of fun plants for for people to choose from this year, um, we've got actually eight new species. Um, some of them are are legumes, uh, such as Guadalupe um, uh, mescal bean, and that's actually a very rare plant and. Um, it has these beautiful purple flowers that are kind of like wisteria. So <laughs> it could be a great replacement for wisteria in your garden and also very drought tolerant. Uh, and so you wouldn't have to water it nearly as often. Is it, does it produce anything that's edible? 
No, actually, the beans are not very palatable, at least, okay. um, to people. Uh, but well, they I hear are, legume and you know, yeah, and I'm like, man, I like I like a good peanut, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> but they're the the flowers are wonderfully smelling, um, and and just gorgeous on the tree. Do they do they do a good job of attracting um, our our pollinators? Yes, absolutely, and okay. and nearly all of our native plants do. Okay, so they're they're actually very important for pollinators around here. I there we've talked. I think we talked about this at the last native plant sale. There's a few plants that are really, really spectacular at attracting pollinators. Not necessarily the prettiest, but boy, are they vital yeah. to bringing in those butterflies and those bees. Absolutely, and, you know, mm-hmm. and and the others. What uh, moths are moths considered? Yeah, moths <laughs> yes, are considered some a pollinator. Are. Yeah, um, and so, bats are yep. also. <laughs> Let's so, not leave them out. So we want them. Um, but if you can get a beautiful plant mm-hmm. on top of it, all the better. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> what else have you got coming? What What other new species are we going to see? What are you debuting? What product are you debuting <laughs> for the Christmas season? Um, well, so most of them are actually trees or bushes. Um, and we've got a western redbud, which is also a beautiful tree. It's got beautiful fall foliage. Um, and is also drought tolerant. Um, it does take a little bit more water than, say, a Palo Verde or a Desert Willow, um, but it will certainly survive well here. Uh, and that's actually a really pretty tree in the spring as well because it flowers uh, these kind of purplish pink uh, light purplish pink color flowers, and it's all over. The tree, just like a uh, an apricot tree or apple or things like that. And what's the name of that tree again? Western redbud. Western redbud. I got to mm-hmm. remember that because my wife has got a tree started in our yard, and I'm looking at it, and quite frankly, it looks like a marijuana plant right now. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, going, you know, I guess we could grow one, but we don't particularly want any in our house. And I'm thinking that might be a better way to go. And I, I just might have to nudge yeah. my wife. Why don't, why don't we get something a little prettier? Right. And this tree is also unique. It's also a legume, but the leaves are kind of a circular shape uh, that looks more like like any of the other rosaceae family trees. Um, so it's kind, That's of, cool. kind of interesting. Um and then we've also got uh, alligator juniper, for those of you that might have property up higher in elevation. Um, that's not a very commonly sold uh, tree in any nursery, actually. And so it's, it's very unique that we actually have that. What, when you say upper elevation, what kind of uh, elevation are we looking at? About 4,500 feet and higher. Okay, so maybe somebody who's got a cabin up right. on the mountain, this might be something nice to plant mm-hmm. around it, assuming you can plant. I don't I don't know if the National Forest Service will let you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so uh, that's a really nice one. If any of you have seen it before, you know what it looks like. Um, those of you have 
that have not. It's got a very interesting bark that looks like the scales of an alligator, and that's why it's called alligator juniper. Okay. What else have we got? Um, we've also got... The turpentine. The, oh, yes, the turpentine That's the one bush. I wanted you to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the turpentine bush that smells like turpentine. That's where turpentine comes from. Cool. Um, but it's also a fantastic pollinator plant. It's got these bright yellow flowers that are fantastic for butterflies and bees both. Uh, and those are actually usually in bloom this time of year. And... They get about three feet tall, and they're just a, a really neat plant. So if it's normally in bloom right now or around this time, does purchasing it and planting it, is there a problem with that? Do you, no. Because normally ones, you don't plant while something's in bloom, right? Correct. Uh, but the ones that we have are not blooming oh, at okay. the moment, so it's okay. Actually, fall is really the best time to plant uh, things in Arizona in part because when you the, the later you plant in the spring of course you run into uh, the summer when it's super hot and plants uh, before they're fully established can't take that and so it's better for them to develop a root system and support for themselves during the winter uh, before spring and summer so that they can actually support themselves during that season. I would assume even though many of these are, as you say, acclimated to our climate, boy, I hate using that. That's twice in the same <laughs> yeah. sentence. Um, those that, that adapt or, or prefer our climate still need a little bit of moisture. Yes. And the winter months are when typically we'll see mm -hmm. that. We'll for those see plants. more moisture. Right. And especially this year as we're in the El Nino uh, cycle. It's supposed to be wetter this winter and more mild. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We hope. Yep. <laughs> what was this? The hottest, uh, the, it was the hottest, hottest summer, summer on record. record. Mm -hmm. And we've broken that record, what, 18 times over the last 26, 27 years, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's so fingers crossed yeah. on, yeah. on a good, nice, wet, mild winter. Snowpack in the Rockies. Come on. It was a good <laughs> yeah. year last year. Let's get yeah. another one. Yeah. Yes. Sure. So I know the East Coast doesn't care about that, but we on the West, <laughs> we really, really do. Um, so, okay. So, so you've got non-blooming that are, that can be purchased, planted, allowed to, to take root and then they'll bloom next fall. And then fall. they'll bloom next. Yes. Okay. Next year. Very good. Uh, all right. Before we get to the next ones, tell you what, why don't we take a quick break? And then you can finish out the, the, the debut plants okay. for this year's <laughs> uh, fall uh, plant sale over at GWP. Back with Hyla and Sarah right after this.
Welcome back to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell of uh, Hyla Klein and Sarah Sales are here. They are with the GWP. We're talking about when you move to a new area. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you find your way around? And, and I mean, now we've got GPS mm-hmm. in the cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was telling the story when I first moved here, I didn't have a phone with GPS. And um, I just kind of wandered and went the wrong way. Sure. A couple times, and uh, I was trying to go out to uh, Copper Steer. Ah, Somebody ah. had said, oh, we'll go to Copper Steer. And I think I went all the way to Pima. Oh, no. And had to come all the way back, because I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so, (laughs) yeah. Just, and today, you kids these days. Uh Uh-huh. Kids (laughs) Kids with our GPS and our cars. I live on GPS. Uh, And and now, I I hate it, because... GPS doesn't work in Pima oh, for some reason. Yes, yes, yes. I have noticed that. I delivered mail for a little while in Pima, and yes, it was very difficult. <laughs> it's awful. I can never find anything there. So I go by my, I, I do the old mm-hmm. 19th century. Well, go to that rock and turn left. And <laughs> yes. So if, if, if it's not Taylor Freeze, I don't know where to go because that's my, my Your starting landmark, port. yeah. Yeah. And, yep. Oh, so anyway, um, so we're talking about the native plant sale that's starting this Friday, this Friday. Uh huh. This yes. Friday. And, and do you have a uh, open to the public? Yes. With this Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, Friday from six, uh, four, from to, four six. to six. <laughs> thank you. Um, my dyslexia took over for a second. I think think I was going to say six to four. <laughs> Um, we're going to, to have an open kind of open house sort of opening event we're calling the whole plant sale the fall plant fest because there's all kinds of things going on so if you come friday evening you'll get live music food um we'll have some sort of special and it probably will be showcasing one of these great new plants um and you get the first shot at whatever is available um which not that every plant out there isn't nice they work really hard to make everything look really great but you're going to get that first shot at those rare plants and that type of thing um, Saturday, 8 to noon, will just be kind of general, open to the public, come as you like. Um, there may be some booths and that type of thing, but it's going to be pretty much just a straightforward plant sale. And then Sunday, uh, we'll open our virtual sale. That's been pretty successful, so we're going to keep it going. And you buy plants online, you schedule to come pick them up any Friday for the remainder of the month. And um, then you can shop. You can come in and shop more. If you want to, like, put one plant online and come in and look for more, you're welcome to do that any Friday. And then um, the last weekend is our special. We're really excited about it. It's the Creepy Critters Weekend. We're going to have, um, especially on Saturday, although I'm going to see if we could maybe have some of the animals on Friday as well. We're going to have um, snakes tarantulas scorpions possibly an owl some other animals maybe a bat um i can't remember what all but some some animals from arizona game and fish as well as the plant sale and i have offered if you bring your children in costume or if you come in costume yourself you will get a percentage off of your purchase there you go (laughs) perfect Um, you, you talk about animals. How, how vital are some of these animals to these plants? Now, we know about the pollinators. We know butterflies and, mm-hmm. as you said, bats and, and, and bees. We need them mm-hmm. as they pollinate these, these plants. How important are the snakes and, and tarantulas and scorpions? 
I mean, do they serve a purpose other than just annoying us? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a purpose, too. (laughs) Um, So snakes actually help keep rodent populations down, which rodents, of course, feed on a lot of seed from plants. And so there's one uh, benefit that snakes might have, as well as birds. Um, Well birds in general, not just hummingbirds. Uh, For one, some birds disperse seed um, and and get them to grow that way, and others, you know, take care of pests and insects that might be damaging to uh, the plants and and other things like that. Um, As far as scorpions go, I'm not too sure. I was curious about that, because don't they like to hibernate in certain plants not hibernate but they burrow into they certain... burrow but not necessarily into plants <laughs> um i so. i've always heard them in swarrows yeah you know you typically hear of you know there's a i don't know what you call it a nest of scorpions i don't whatever their mm-hmm. grouping is called mm-hmm. and you you'll find them in a swarrow okay. uh i mean that's that's what i've always heard so i generally they're attracted to you know, dark, moist places. And so it doesn't matter what that is. It might be a saguaro. It might be under a rock close to a stream. Uh, whatever's dark and moist, that's what they like. Okay. Just wasn't sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the rule. This is, this is Dave's rule. <laughs> if they're outside, I leave them alone. I figure that's your home. I'm not going to bug you. Great. I try not to step on ants. I don't care if you're a hornet. I don't like hornets. I don't care. I'll leave you alone. If you're in my house. That's a different story. <laughs> I don't care how useful you are. You, you got to go. That's the rule. And, and it's time to go see, you know, Scorpion Jesus. Yes. It's time. Um, that's, that's the rule in, for Dave's world. Yeah. I feel the same about centipedes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, you got to go. Yeah. It's another bird. But outside, have a ball. <laughs> that's it's your world i yep. have no problem with that or yep. just take them outside <laughs> I, you know i've done that with a couple of spiders uh black widows um uh-huh. i've done that with mm-hmm. them because i figured they're serving a purpose i just don't want them in my house but right but um, i'm not doing that with scorpions i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm just not they got to go i figured there's they enough of them i'm not i'm not diminishing roaches. the population <laughs> right so all right um sorry i got us off track unless you dress as a scorpion dressing as a scorpion would be awesome i I highly i highly encourage kids to dress as desert critters Critters. because we think that would be super fun but come in whatever costume you want to bring your kids in or you want to come in yes Costumes encouraged. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's the last day of the sale. Mm-hmm. That'll or be last the 27th weekend. and 28th. So the Friday event is noon to four and the Saturday event is eight to noon. And all of that is on our website. Um, we've got the big poster up and we are promoting it on Facebook as well. There you go. And the kickoff event? This Friday at 4 p.m. There you go. It's the native plant sale. It happens twice a year. GWP does it. If you're going to plant around your house, please do a native plant. 
please. It's at Discovery Park. We forgot to say that part. <laughs> I just assume everybody knows. I know, yeah. I know. I don't, I don't anymore. <laughs> the greenhouse at Discovery yes, Park. Yes. Uh, Hyla Klein, Sarah Sales, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I am out of here for right now, but I will be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day. Thank you.